At Vertex, we know the pace of global commerce is increasing, which makes managing tax more complex. And your enterprise systems weren't built to handle that tax complexity. This is where we come in with our platform that enables continuous compliance, giving you more transparency, improved accuracy, and better confidence in your tax data. To learn more about continuous compliance, visit vertexinc.com. What's going on, everybody? This is the first episode of Complex Sports Load Management Podcast. I am Chops here in New York. We have Adam Camparell out in Los Angeles. Adam, how are you doing today? Yeah, we're doing okay in this uh, very warm, very sunny Los Angeles Monday morning. Oh, it must be nice. It must be nice. Like I said, this is the first episode of the Load Management Podcast. I personally am super excited to get this underway. I think this is a long time coming. Obviously, uh, Adam, me and you run complex sports, and we have a lot of takes. We have a lot of opinions. We're very passionate about this, and I think a podcast like this is the perfect way for us to get our opinions out there and kind of share them with the world. Give you a little background here. This has been about a year and a half in the making, and finally Complex has a podcast network coming out, and we are incredibly excited that they're giving us this opportunity. And also want to hammer home the point that um, this podcast is going to aim to have real, honest, um, and authentic conversations in ways that you can't get in other podcasts. Because, you know, listen, there are a million sports podcasts out there. Uh, we need to do something different. We want to do something different. And us bringing in certain guests, like we were supposed to have one for the first podcast. And uh, should I should I tell him who it was, Chops? Yeah, let's, your buddy right, out so, in yes, L.A. Yes, exactly. My buddy out in L.A. So um, we reached out to the one and only Gilbert Arenas. And Gilbert was incredibly enthusiastic uh, about coming on and definitely wanted to help us out. He had something come up at the last minute. So Gilbert's giving us a rain check. So we did want to kick off our first episode, the inaugural episode of the Load Management Podcast with the legend Gilbert Arenas. But he had to rain check us. So he'll come on in a couple weeks weeks um that'll be amazing so uh but yeah just know that you know we filmed an episode with alan iverson at complex con you guys are going to hear that in a couple weeks and gilbert's going to come on and we have other awesome guests lined up so on top of talking about the topics that are hot right now in sports and just offering our opinions about just in general basketball world nfl what we have going on the website and all the you know the takes we're gonna get off our chest we're gonna have really awesome conversation with guys that you want to hear more from so know that's coming down the pipeline um and it's exciting and we are thrilled to be finally doing this yeah, yeah. Like Adam said, it's going to be a lot of us. We're going to have guests on periodically. You know, whenever we can, kind of get guests on here because you know we 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 know that that's what the audience really wants to hear. But we do also want to bring that complex sports repertoire to this. So you know, I'm really excited. Adam's really excited. I think the whole building's excited. Adam, so much shit has happened over the past week in sports. Like I didn't even know where to start for this podcast when I was making the rundown. Uh, to give a little background for the audience, I'm from Cleveland. Adam is a New Yorker. I'm a Cavs, Browns, Indians, diehard fan. Adam likes the New York teams. Well, Jets, Knicks, uh, Yankees. Any, anybody I'm missing in your allegiances? No, that's it. I mean, if you want to talk college, but the, no, that's kind of no, like no one cares. Here nor there. Adam went to UConn. No I'm one cares. A proud UConn alum that's, yeah. that was there that has witnessed four NCAA championships, so... Fuck off, Duke. Maybe we'll get Ray Allen on one day. I don't know. Uh, that'd be a great guest. Yeah. Actually, so, we'll, at some point, I will interject real quick. We'll have a, a fellow UConn alum on at some point, and uh, I'll let you guys guess who that will be, but he's coming on at some point. I only want Hashim Thabit. That's the only UConn that, grad <laughs> allowed to come on this podcast. <laughs> that will be, to effort Hashim Thabit guest appearance will be one hell of a pull, so we'll see what talent can come up with. Yeah, so as I was saying, if you read the site, you know that I'm a diehard Cleveland fan. Diehard Browns fan. I've been saying that this team is going to be great weeks ago. Obviously, it's uh, died down a little bit because they're frankly not great. Um, their season isn't over yet. They're kind of hanging around four and six, still in the hunt for the playoffs. Obviously, last Thursday night, in what should have been a celebratory evening, it went completely left when Miles Garrett decided to rip off <laughs> Mason Rudolph's helmet and literally hit him over the head with it. Um, I I was literally sitting on my couch in shock for about five minutes while I tried to figure out what happened. Adam, have you? I, I I'm trying to still wrap my head around this. Some of the reactions that I saw to what happened in the game were utterly fucking ridiculous. Sorry, like that's that's just where I was with it. What Miles did was 
was crazy. He should not have done that. You should never beat someone with a football helmet on the field or anywhere. That's that's no go. But some of the media reactions I saw were downright nuts. Like people were acting like that's the worst thing that's ever happened in the NFL or that an NFL player has done ever. All right. Ever. So I'm going to interject right here. So basically what you're alluding to is that you were, uh, I guess, pissed off and livid over the fact that people were kind of calling that assault. Just get right to the point. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Adam Schefter tweeted simply the word assault. One of the wildest tweets I've ever seen. He okay. just said assault. Okay, so from my perspective, what about that doesn't scream kind of basically assault to you? He weaponized. He weaponized something. He weaponized the helmet. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's what I'll say. Why did old school NFL media use this as the line they draw as a moral high ground for the NFL? Ben Roethlisberger was on the field in that game. <laughs> Kareem right. Hunt Kareem Hunt was on the field for that game. All right, so all, <laughs> all, you're making this a much larger issue than just what happened on Thursday I, night. But I No, but here's my thing. They made it a much larger issue. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk suggested that Miles Garrett should retire because Colin Kaepernick gave up his career for protesting. I will say this: that that was a tweet that happened. I know. I will say, and and, and <laughs> one of our colleagues had an incredibly hilarious tweet back at Pro Football Talk and Mike Florio. That, Angel like, Diaz has joined us Ange- to talk Kaepernick Ange- yes, in a little Angel bit. Angel Diaz, who I'm referring to, who will come on and talk about Colin Kaepernick, but he had a hilarious tweet at, at Mike Florio that literally had me pissing my pants on Thursday he, night. He got blocked by Florio. He got blocked too. real quickly for it, but yeah. So shout out to Angel for that. Um, but no, I th- you know I think what you're alluding to is the fact that yeah, I mean the NFL has had these incredible moral uh, issues and hypocrisies over the years and yes Ben Roethlisberger being on the field is one thing to point to and obviously going to get into the Kaepernick thing but you know James Harrison tweeted that he should be arrested James Harrison are you fucking kidding me (laughs) okay but James Harrison has never done anything that's I saw him almost kill Colt McCoy okay but he has ever weaponized something on the field to strike another human being and and, and inflict deliberate injurious Acts upon them. Did, injurious? Like, you can't injurious. Not exactly a word, but I just made one up. But anyway, what? What? Listen, from my perspective, does what Miles Garrett did kind of basically fall on the definition of assault? Yeah, it does. But at the same time, like I okay, don't boomer. want. Okay, listen, pal. I don't want to put that precedent on him where I don't necessarily think that he was literally trying to kill in a premeditated attack, trying to kill Mason Rudolph. Obviously, the moment got to him, he snapped, he did something crazy and something that he's going to regret for probably the rest of his life and it's going to cost him a shit ton of money. But the I would never. Life, the rest of his life. Yeah, he's stigmatized from now. Every no. single. Yes, he is. Chops. Yes, he is. Miles Garrett is now stigmatized, and this is going to follow him the rest of his life and certainly his NFL career. He's going to be the guy that swung the helmet that nearly knocked the fuck out a quarterback. Nearly. Like it didn't. That, here's it could have. Yeah, but Chops, it, the way it landed on him, and you, we've seen the replay nine million times, and there was the point was brought up by Damian Woody on SportsCenter immediately afterwards, where it's like if he hit him with the crown of the helmet coming down with that kind of force, he would have fucked up Mason Rudolph, Ev- and, you have, and we're having an entirely different conversation right now. Everybody's clutching their pearls. That wasn't even the worst thing violence-wise. I would say rosary, not pearls, but go ahead. uh, The the worst thing that happened violence-wise in that game, you realize a guy got hit so hard that he was bleeding from his ears. Yes, you're talking about Juju Smith-Schuster? No, 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 not Juju. Deontay Johnson. Uh, Juju got got injured and and, and couldn't walk. There were some bad Deontay Johnson got hit so hard that he was bleeding out of his ears. Yes, okay. but those It's were, a violent sport. It Guess is. what Miles did was stupid <laughs> and has nothing to do with football because it's, he weaponized the helmet. Exactly. He, he was obviously reacting to something that Mason Rudolph did, and I will get to that in a second. Because it's fucking nuts that Mason Rudolph wasn't suspended. But that's not an appropriate reaction by Miles Garrett, and you can't. Deny you know that. what? I'm not defending his reaction, but the fact that people are acting like this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the NFL is insane. From a moral high ground, I get that, but on the field, the play was something that was just you know was. Egregious. Oh, I'm sorry. And if he would have if he would have kicked a woman outside the stadium, it, he would have got less game suspension. He probably would have. Yes, but that's the that's fucked up the nature problem. of the NFL. Okay, that's fine, but we're not talking about that. You're, you're, yes, you're, we are. You're veering it to a different direction. We have to talk about what actually happened on the field of play and what was witnessed by you know millions and millions of people, and it was really really fucking bad. And the fact that the NFL came out so swiftly. 
and gave him the suspension indefinitely for at least the rest of the season. And we'll see if he has to go through, you know, rehabilitation He's therapy. Week. He's appealing at this well, Supposedly. Week. He hasn't done the appeal yet, but that it, probably will Wednesday. come at some point. I just saw the tweet. Oh, did you? Okay. So you're you're on the timeline right now checking in monitoring. That's good. Um, I would say this. Miles Garrett got what he deserved, and I don't think it was premeditated. It was spur of the moment, but he needs to be punished severely because that was a really, really bad and ugly episode, and he's very thankful that it was basically a glancing blow off of Mason Rudolph's skull because if it was a different, uh, if it hit bluntly, it'd be an entirely different story, and the way that you are going hard, not quite defending what he did, but just, you know, I'm not defending to, it. Trying I'm not to down, defending it. I know you're not defending it. You're not defending the actual act, but downplaying the severity of it and the repercussions you, you of know it. You know why I am? It'd be a very different story, pal. I'm downplaying the severity. I'm downplaying it a little bit because the reaction to it was so hyperbolic and over the top that I need to push back on it. It was that crazy how people were getting. It, it, was, it was nuts. And you know, let me get to the Mason Rudolph thing. If you watch the video, Mason Rudolph started all of this by grabbing Miles' helmet, kicking him in the groin, and I, I, I don't know if he said anything. I don't know. Miles said that's you the one go. thing. Yeah, that's the one thing I, I love to hear. It's like did, did, Miles did said Mason's, he's not going to he's not going to reveal. Yeah, if something like, was said, that which was my, makes me think that something was said, right? Yeah, that was my worry too. It's like when you watch the replays the first few times, obviously you're focused on Mason getting clocked in the head by the helmet. But when you watch the beginning of it and how it got instigated, I was like sh- I was like shuddering to think that did Mason say something really really offensive and inappropriate and cross the line that made Miles pop off like that, and and we may or may not find that out. Um, but I think if he had said something really, really disgusting, really, really fucking awful, we probably would have heard of it by now. I, I, I agree with you. Um, my, I am just, I am sh- shocked that Mason Rudolph didn't get suspended. Shocked. Uh, how do you, I'm, how do you not suspend the instigator of the entire thing? You have a mild point, but I don't think that you know. Mild, again, like hand wave. <laughs> no, not a hand wave, pal. I don't. I don't think that Mason Rudolph should be suspended. I mean, he, you know, the instigation. Yes, he was getting a little bit uh, chippy with Miles Garrett at the end. He was frustrated by the hit and maybe some other things that happened throughout the game. But the idea that you would suspend Mason Rudolph for what was inflicted upon him and and someone else taking to levels that it didn't need to go but to. Why should and that everything matter? else? Why Why what? should what happened to him matter if he instigated it? But I, he, I, I, I like right. I like Michael Thomas tweet about it. Michael Thomas, wide receiver from the Saints, said, "Know who you're running up on," because Mason did run up at Miles. He did. He did after he, did. he started the fight. It's just so wild to me that Mason Rudolph wasn't suspended. And you know what made me even more mad? His post game comments calling Miles Bush League. That was bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was. He ripped his helmet off. And I okay, understand Mason that Mason was, do- Bush Mason was doing that too. Rolling. I get that also. I get He's that not also. some victim here. He's not some victim. Uh he kind of is. He got leveled on the head with a helmet. He's not a victim here. He started the whole fight. You know what okay. You know what's kind of funny? You know what made me question my hard stance on this? Because nothing nothing did over the weekend. But then I saw uh, O.J. Simpson, who uh, we're a big fan of O.J.'s Twitter videos on this show. Uh, me especially. I don't know about Adam. O.J.'s stance on it was exactly the same as mine, and that's the only thing that kind of gave me pause. That's that's a big problem, pal. Is <laughs> that's it a, a big If, is OJ, being, if is, you is and O.J. are in the same, uh, same wavelength right now, that's a problem, pal. Is that, is that an issue, me and O.J. On the, same, on the same side? Yes, it is, because O.J. probably would have advocated for the death of Mason Rudolph. All right, calm down, buddy. Let's we, let's be real let's, here. Okay, let's. OJ not act- has ex- OJ has experience in the in the expiration of individuals. Well, le- okay. allegedly, you're allegedly, going, you're going allegedly. a little far on 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 uh, innocent innocent uh, not guilty verdicts, buddy. I said allegedly. Okay, good. I let's, just covered our ass. Careful. OJ, I covered our on, ass for legal reasons. OJ Simpson, come on the pod. Uh, <laughs> no fucking yes. way. Yes, I would we love have to, to go to Vegas to get OJ. I'll go. I love Vegas. All right, we moving on to another topic? Yeah, okay. Good, wrapping were, up Miles. You were wrong um, on the Miles Garrett topic. Ra- wrapping up Miles, I'm obviously a Browns fan, so I'm more into it probably than a, I mean, I think it's a pretty big story, and I think people are into it. He's obviously suspended the rest of the year. We'll see if the appeal gets changed. I doubt it. Um, I just think that the reaction – one, the reaction was crazy by some of these uh, older media members. I think that they just went too overboard about – how bad they thought the whole situation was. And two, Mason Rudolph isn't some victim. He shouldn't have been uh, let off scot-free in this whole situation. 
that's my thoughts on it. As you said, we need to move on. Yes, because you're wrong, but we're moving on. All right. Well, l- let's have a little scoreboard. I'm 1-0. You're 0-1. Sorry. That's uh, more fallacy, but go ahead. Moving All on right. to the next topic where you're going to get so, sunned. No. <laughs> so another big – you know who I felt bad for Thursday night? Because right before the game ended, Woj broke the news that Carmelo Anthony is finally back in the NBA, signs with the Portland Trailblazers, but then all hell breaks loose in the NFL game, and nobody remembers the mellow news. It's like the most mellow thing ever that he got overshadowed by this huge NFL fight when it was supposed to be his moment. But me, when I saw the mellow news, I was ecstatic because I love mellow, and I never thought he should be out of the league for as long as he was. How long was he out of the league? 300, like a full year, full calendar year, right? Just about, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't think he should have ever been out of the league. I don't think that there were a lot of players that were – there were players on teams that were worse than Melo that were on rosters. Certainly but, worse, worse offensive players. No, let's – okay, I'm going to let you – I'm going to let you get to this. <laughs> let, let's, let's give the little backstory I speak backstory the truth, here. pal. So, Adam, what did you want to write on Complex.com the other day? So, basically, when the news dropped on Thursday, um, it was obviously a pretty – decent-sized news event for us and our audience. And I want to write the take that, for the most part, the reaction to the timeline for the complex sports world was everyone was very happy and ecstatic that Melo's getting a second chance. And I was third chance. Uh, everybody. No one was no one was unhappy right, for Melo getting just about, another chance. Just about everybody. I'm sure there's some outliers out there. And no. I want to preface this. No, listen, pal. Let me, let me finish here. Okay. I want to preface this by saying that I'm also very happy that Melo has gotten another chance because if you've ever dealt with Melo in any way, shape, and form, He's a pretty good guy. Give you some honest answers. He's a very um, easy to deal with and very easy to root for. But I kind of came at my initial reaction a little bit differently. I was very happy that he got this chance, but also incredibly skeptical about its success and the ability to kind of be what the Portland Trailblazers really need to be right now or address the issues that they have. And I want to write that, and someone wouldn't let me. Yeah, because why do you need to rain on Melo's parade immediately? Because why? we're not we're not a cheerleading squad here. It's it's supposed to be Bro. if you have takes and you have opinions and you have nuanced things that are backed up by data and reporting and stuff like that, which has been the case in terms of why Melo hasn't been attached to a team with some other innuendo. There are legitimate reasons why you can write about Melo not being a good fit for the Blazers and this being a questionable decision all things no, considered, is no. worthy of being up on the site. Yes, 100%. No, and, and let, let's make it less about what should be up on the site. Here's what you want to do. Here's what you want to do. You wanted to take a great story, Carmelo Anthony, NBA legend, future Hall of Famer. His moment is finally here. People, everyone wanted to see him back in the league, and you wanted to rain on his parade for no reason. No, Before he's even parade. played a game in the NBA – you wanted to talk about why it's a bad fit. Why can't you let him play for the Blazers for two weeks and then write that? Because why, I'm not. A, why do I'm, it immediately? I'm not why? a cheerleader. I'm not why? a cheerleader. It's called being objective. You're and not, I it's not a cheerleader. It's yes, it about is. it's about realizing how cool of a story it was and realizing that Melo wasn't in the league because he was being blackballed. It wasn't about how he played in the on the court. It was about teams just didn't like the stigma of adding Carmelo Anthony because they think that he wouldn't have fit in with the team because all he wants to do is shoot the ball, not come off the bench, all this kind of stuff, which obviously wasn't the case. Melo what- wants to be – he said he wants to be on a team. We have to take him at face value. He's a talented player still, obviously older in his career, obviously not the same kind of superstar, but he's still a guy who should be on a team – he got signed to a team who needs help. Obviously, we all agree that on for the Blazers, this isn't really what they need. The Blazers don't really need Melo, but the fact that he's on this team shows that they took a chance, and we should all celebrate that, and at least for a moment. We shouldn't rain on the parade immediately like you wanted to do. That's all I'm saying. All right, you had some inaccuracies in your little soliloquy no, right there. Yes, no. you did, actually. Yes, because the reasons what, that Melo— What Mello, were they? List them out, buddy. List them out. All right, so obviously the reasons that Melo has been out of the league have been reported by a few entities, the Athletic and Baxter Holmes of ESPN, who did a really long piece, uh, I want to say in October, about why Melo's been out of the NBA. And the biggest reasons were his unwillingness to accept a lesser role, which was an issue in Oklahoma City, and to a lesser degree also in, in Houston. And the biggest issue why he wasn't basically picked up or viewed as a— legitimate entity to improve teams was the antiquated offense that Melo brings to the table where he's not a big time spot of three point shooter and still wants to take 18 footers that no one values in the league anymore and his slowness and inability to defend absolutely anybody right now. 
Melo was a Melo was a was a he could have been a capable defender back in his prime in like his age 27 28 seasons like watching him in the Knicks Melo would defend basically four times a year and that was when he faced <laughs> that's when he faced LeBron James in the Heat and Melo could be okay How many guys are playing elite defense in the NBA right now night to night uh, that's how many guys? Are, which which you're, hey, the, which the number's less than five. Oh, hang on one second, pal. You're foreshadowing to a conversation that we had with Alan Narvison that you guys will get a chance to hear next uh, week. Next week and week two of the podcast, which will be very interesting and it's a, it's a legitimate take. Uh, spoiler um, alert: I, AI stunned Adam. And he I, did and not I, stun. No, it. it was it was it was a debate. Although I let AI kind of talk and, oh, and you, it was oh, great. It him? was great podcast. Well, I'm not going to interrupt him. He had he had something to get off his chest. But I would make a case that you're right. The elite defenders in the league there aren't that that many, but defense still Under matters. Five. Under five and two. No, more, way more than that, pal. No, and you know that. That's the you know legit. There's more elite defenders than just five in the NBA. But Melo's inability to defend, his antiquated offense, his age, and the ability not to kind of you know uh, fit and maybe still view himself as some like massive superstar that deserves to be playing 30 minutes a night are the main reasons why he hasn't found a team. And I will. My original point is that I am not in any way, shape, or form shitting on Melo being back in the NBA. It's awesome. He was a lot How of fun. Are you to, not? I'm not listening to me. I think it's great that he's gotten a second chance, and I hope that for his sake that he can find a good role in Portland and fit in. But the skepticism of whether it's a good move for the Blazers, number one, and a good fit for Mel, number two, is debatable. Number one is a good fit for, is it the right move for the Blazers? It's a low-risk move. They gave him a non-guaranteed contract, and they need all the help they can get down low, but I don't think Mel's the answer. And I hope he proves me wrong and he can shut me up and you can call me a fool for having this take. But, like, I think there's a lot more reasons why it won't work than it will work. And the fact that you didn't let me write that and get that take off on the website was a horrible, horrible move on your part, pal. No, because there's no reason to write that before he even plays a game. Watch it play out and then form your opinion. What sense does it make forming your that, – that just means you're biased and you, you want an outcome to happen. No, you can project an outcome. But pr- why would you project? Why? Because <laughs> everybody Chops, is universally you know loving that? this move. I didn't read one piece out there about, hey, you know what? This might not work because it's so low risk. It's not like they gave him max money. Who cares if it doesn't work? All we care about is that Melo's back in the league where he belongs. All right, so you didn't obviously look around enough for enough Mellow articles because there are plenty of people that wrote about the skepticism of whether this is a good move for Portland, number one, which for the most part people said it's relatively low risk, it's not that big of a deal. And, you know, exactly. It, it may not work out, but there were plenty of skeptical articles about Mellow being a good fit and working out long, you know, for, at least for the foreseeable future in Portland. So if must you're, be on if the you're saying... Must if, be on the site <laughs> I don't read. Well, yeah, all the popular ones. So if you're calling me biased, then you're biased for not looking for a second for a different opinion on this on I only this read topic. complex sports stuff. Well, you need to broaden your horizons, pal. We obviously must agree to disagree because I think that, again, it's great that Mel is back in the NBA. He's an all-time player. He's now currently the second leading scorer all-time in terms of active players, only behind LeBron James. And it's been sad that he hasn't been able to fit in and find a role for himself when he still can obviously give you some offense and hit some shots. But well, again, go. I hope I hope that way. Hang, well, I'll finish yeah, up, then go, you can go. go ahead. I go hope ahead. that with all the workouts he's done with friend of Complex Sports, Chris Brickley, and that has been gotten praised by a lot of the NBA guys like CJ McCollum and and down the line that That's his a Chris game. Brickley. Yes, Brickley is a, who's a friend of Complex Sports and done plenty of stuff with us. Let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask. I'm you a question. I'm not done with my point though. Well. I hope that I'll finish up real quick. I hope that his game has morphed and he's changed a little bit, and that he can fit in nicely with Portland and prove me wrong. Because I think Mel's a good guy, deserves this chance, and I hope he makes the most of it. But again, I'm highly skeptical that it will work in well, the long term. Well, let's let's project a little bit. The Portland Trailblazers, many have pegged as one of the most disappointing teams so far in the NBA. They are. They are. They are. They have two. Su- they have two. Really, really good players. Dame Lillard is a superstar. CJ McCollum is right on the borderline of being a superstar, I'd say. Um, th- they still don't have Nurkic. He's hurt. He's not coming back for a while. Um, they traded for Hassan Whiteside. That has not worked. Their biggest problem is that that Hassan Whiteside, they don't have a big man. They don't have a stretch four type guy. So obviously this mellow thing isn't going to fix them. But people are – my thing about this – is people are acting like they signed Melo to fix all of their problems. That's clearly not the case. No, you're right about that. You're they signed right. Melo maybe for a little bit of goodwill even. Maybe Dame has been talking about adding Melo for a while. So maybe it's a little bit of goodwill. You get some good press. Maybe you can you know get, get some good bench scoring out of them. But when you look at the Blazers overall, they still have a lot of issues. And you know what wouldn't surprise me? I would not be shocked if 
Dame, he's been so Portland, everything about it. I wouldn't be shocked if if by this summer, if this if they really continue to fail, he starts saying, you know what, maybe Portland isn't where I need to be going forward because he's getting older, and you know what, he wants to win. Is Portland really the place for him to do that? They've had a lot of opportunities. Uh, I, I, I could see him getting impatient. Obviously, I have no inside info, but that's just what happens in the NBA today. Guys get impatient. They want to win. They force their way out. They make moves. So We've I'll seen s- it happen. Yeah, so I'll say this. Obviously, the conversations I had with, with Dame over the summer about loyalty and his commitment to Portland would lead me to believe that he will be in Portland for the foreseeable future. Um, but things can change. We know that. But he's been so adamant about his love for Portland and he the has. fact that it makes, it's a great fit for him and his family, and he loves it up there. Um, I don't see that happening quite yet. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now you as a Cleveland Cavs homer fan, whatever you want to call yourself, I think the best way for for Portland to improve himself would to be to make a big time trade or move. They, they don't have what it takes to. Trade I know the Kevin problem Love. is yeah exactly it's like they don't Kevin have Love what it takes Kevin Love would be a great fit, but it's he'd be the, an excellent fit on Portland. He would. They don't have the assets. They need a stretch four exactly like Kevin Love is, but they don't have the only way the assets is if you break up Dame and CJ, and the Blazers yeah. right now don't seem willing to do that because they just gave CJ a massive contract. Be- because extension. that's because. Their whole point is you need to get a stretch four with Damon CJ, not get rid of one of them only to add Kevin Love. Yeah, exactly. You're you're taking away the star factor from and what makes them what makes the Blazers the Blazers and so unique. And I don't think they have the appetite for that. Even though right now the Blazers actually have the highest payroll in the NBA, believe it or not, they have a shit ton of money committed to that team and going forward. So they're kind of in a dicey situation. Have to do something at some point to switch things up. Melo obviously is not going to make the biggest impact I don't think but as as we said before it's a low risk move but I think what Portland really really needs is a better stretch for a more impactful stretch for all of the Kevin Love but again the problem yeah. is they my just can't swing on, it right now my whole point on the mellow thing is people I really hope people don't act like he was brought in to, to turn the franchise around and get them out of their funk that's not what Melo is doing more so Melo it's just awesome to see him back in the league and I think that that's good for the NBA it's good for Melo I really hope that like people aren't like oh the Blazers are a mess because of Melo. You you probably want to write that one in two weeks. Uh, I'm not publishing no, they're not, that one either. They're not a mess. They're a mess because of injuries and the fact that the production from the big men, your fours and your five, Hassan Whiteside most especially, has been brutal. And the supporting really cast, other than Anthony Simons and occasional episodes here and there, it's or occasional games here and there, hasn't been that much. Like I, you know, I saw the Blazers and Staples a couple uh, no last week, and Kent Bays, one of the supporting cast, was brutal in that matchup with the Clippers. Absolutely you brutal. You can't Bays less. Yeah. <laughs> well, what that was that. That was whatever you tried for that one, you failed, you missed. But we'll we'll give, we'll no, give you credit. No, that's insane. You can't I, base less. I, that's just I. You're not I, a part. You're not a part of NBA Twitter. Like clearly I not, because I never heard that before. So well. yeah, I would say listen, the Blazers' problems are not going to be fixed immediately by Melo. They're much deeper than that. But yeah, I hope it succeeds. But I'm skeptical. So now we're ready to move on to the next topic. Yeah. So let's do it. Um, the third. I, I highly doubt we're going to have three stories as big as this each episode. Because honestly, I mean, obviously the sports world moves so quickly, and there is always a lot of news, but these are like three major stories. The other big story of the weekend was Colin Kaepernick's workout down in Atlanta. It was first an NFL official workout, then Kaepernick wasn't feeling that vibe, so he did his own workout in Atlanta. We have Complex Sports' hot take enthusiast, Angel Diaz from Patterson, New Jersey, in the building. Angel, what's going on? Yeah. So, uh, Adam, say what up to Angel. Wait, isn't that a Bronx greeting right there, pal? Uh, are we really gonna? New York North Jersey is also claiming the year as well. Fam, yeah, we've been saying year. Oh, excuse Ayer. me. Okay, Adam okay. from Staten Island, and he's yeah. bringing up New York. <laughs> I'm not from st- half my family's from Staten Island. Let's get it correct uh, here, pal. Staten Island, man. So yeah, it's right. a it's a tri-state thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
So it Angel, we wanted didn't make it up to my part of the tri-state, but good to know. No one's going to Stanton, buddy. So we wanted to bring you on, Angel, because obviously this Colin Kaepernick situation is one with a lot of opinions. Um, it's been ongoing for years now. He's been out of the league for three years. This workout was kind of came out of nowhere. The NFL didn't even tell Cap's representatives about it until it was already in motion. They're like, you kind of got to get with it or get on. They released a long statement on Saturday that almost two pages saying he wouldn't sign their waiver, that he wanted to bring a film crew, Nike crew, but that has Nike denied that claim. Um, that he that they had 24 teams ready to see him, a, a whole bunch of shit. Kind of where do you lie on this thing? Like, what do you do? You think Cap should have went to the NFL workout, or do you think he made the right decision doing his own thing? Um, I think that part is complicated. Um, because I don't know, I've been reading up on articles and threads like, uh, Howard Bryant had a good thread about yeah, it. Yeah. So the whole thing came down to the waiver. Yeah. And the different languages in it. So I read an article on Sports Illustrated kind of breaking that down and how, you know, you could see kind of both sides of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. For it to fall apart because of the waiver, I kind of understand because, you know, in the NFL waiver, there was some language about <clears throat> like it doesn't guarantee employment or something like that. Yeah, which they said that was the standard, standard. when someone tries out for a team. And there's tryouts yeah. every Tuesday in the NFL. But then, yeah, but then that's the thing, too, where it's like the Kaepernick thing isn't a standard. It's not. There's nothing standard about it. He this. already won a settlement uh, saying that the NFL colluded. Yep. Yeah. So the language probably should have been a little different for, for this instance. Yep. But, you know... His team kind of didn't handle it right either, like saying they're not going to go, like, I don't know what, an hour. Two half, hours before. Before and, you know, making people have to, you know, go from one location to other, which was like 50 miles away. And yeah. from what I understand, I've never been to Atlanta, but. It, it spread out. It spread out and there's a lot of traffic. Yeah. yeah. So the traffic is like L.A. So it's like, you know, going 50 miles in L.A. is like, Takes that should have taken you a long time. My two big things with what I saw go down this weekend was three things. Number one, most important, Cap looked good during the workout. The videos that came out, he was throwing deep balls. He looked good. I find it hard to believe that there's every quarterback currently in the league, backups everything, is better than Colin Kaepernick. I don't I don't believe that. So what Stephen A and them were saying Stephen A. They were trying to act like, you know, he they gave him an opportunity to get his job back. Yeah. But it's been it's going on four years, bro. Yes. So why is this workout so important? They, the what happened to the past three years where they could have worked? They could have called them to any other thirty-two teams could have called them in, like, yo, come, you know, come over here during the week, yeah, or in the off season or whatever yeah. to 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 work out. They do that all the time. Why why is it on the NF? Why does it have to be right now that this has like 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 why are they waiting for this workout that no one knew was coming? My my other thing in here. The distrust between Kaepernick's representatives and the NFL is on uh, – you can't fix it. <laughs> because according to one of those Howard Bryan threads, and he was killing it all weekend, Kaepernick's team didn't trust the NFL to send the actual video to the yeah, team. exactly. They thought they were going to show his worst throws in like a, a mashup and send that out. That's some serious distrust. Yeah, so I, wouldn't, I don't know why the NFL wouldn't just let them record the workout too. Yeah, like, I don't know why yeah. that's that big a deal. It, it's like it's like they were having like a pissing match against each other when just have the workout. Adam, what do you have any thoughts on on that kind of like this overall distrust between the Kaepernick guide and the NFL? I mean, I think it's legit, and, and it shouldn't even come as a big legit. surprise. What's legit? What's legit, legit that you would have skepticism and from Kaepernick's camp and his perspective yeah. that you would have this incredible um, – Again, lack of a better term, skepticism that the NFL would do right and that you would be painted in the correct light because of the collusion that's already kind of been um, basically on the record as, as happening and the fact that you legit have been blacklisted from the league. Um, I think Kaepernick, like you guys said, yeah, he looked great on tape. Now, it's tough to it's tough to when you're not actually running guys in pads and coverage and stuff like that to really see if the skill level ha is still there, but he can still throw. He still looks like he's in great shape. And I understand to a degree the outrage that some people people have had about how Kaepernick, like Stephen A. Smith, for instance, on Monday, um, which he's probably going to catch a ton of shit for this. Oh, but he's catching shit. Are yes, you taking Stephen A.'s side I'm not, No, listen, be, listen. Let's be clear. No, don't, don't, put, again, don't put words in my mouth here, pal. I, I understand, I do to a degree understand where Stephen A. Smith is coming from, where it's like, 
Kaepernick had a legit job interview, essentially, and decided to basically thumb his nose at that opportunity and do his own thing, and that's going to be very injurious to him going forward. I understand. You keep making up that word. I think it's a legit word. I'm going to Google that real quick when I when I'm done talking. But I think injurious is a is a proper word. Anyway, like I get education. (laughs) I (laughs) I was a marketing major. Okay, but anyway, um, I think that it's it's legit. Stephen A's points to a degree, but at the same time, it's like you have to understand where Kaepernick's coming from. The fact that he has been so uh, blackballed, blacklisted, and and denigrated in the eyes of so many in the NFL that I completely get why he did what he did and applaud him for doing for doing it his way. I don't think it's going to help him get back in the league. I think it may have hurt him, which is sad. And again, a, a horrible look on the NFL and it's, it's ridiculous, you know, hierarchy, patriarchy, whatever the fuck you want to describe it as. But um, Kaepernick looked competent, looked like he can still throw. The arm hasn't gone anywhere. You can't really tell that that much when he's not actually playing and doing it. But the idea that he, there aren't, that he's... The idea that there are worse quarterbacks in the league is completely legitimate because there's no doubt in any way, shape, or form that Kaepernick should be in the league. Um, and I applaud him for doing his own thing, but I still think that him doing his own thing and the way that they did it um, is going to hurt him in the long run and still prevent him from getting legitimate opportunities and shots in the league. And the other thing, the last point I'll say in this is that um, the league, when the statement that the NFL put out on Saturday when Kaepernick changed up his settings and the circumstances around the workout was jaw-dropping. When that hit the inbox at like 1.45 or 2 o'clock West Coast time, um, it was incredible that the NFL went to that length. Two-page statement. Two-page statement. It was incredibly long, and I was like, the bullet points they had there, too, about all Bro, the way that they everything. were kind of they were denigrating Kaepernick about how he went about his business and, and subverting their awesome opportunity they set up for him was was jaw-dropping. So um, They really did want to make it seem like it was once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He's getting back in the league if he does this. My, my thing with the Stephen A thing that was a job interview, like, yes, that's true, but at the same time, if he doesn't agree, if they have a waiver there and the conditions aren't up to his standards, why would he go through with it? Like, he didn't want to sign the waiver. He brought his own waiver. They didn't want to accept that waiver. Mm-hmm. He wanted, he doesn't trust, he didn't trust them to, to send out the footage, so he wanted to have his own, his own camera crew. I feel like both of those things, uh, you know, the NFL could have let those things happen. But at the same time, if they let him bring his own waiver, it looks like, okay, now down the road another player could kind of bring this up. But will, will there ever be another situation like this? I mean, there might, but no one's ever been blackballed out of the league. Like Colin, and they admitted to it. They settled with him. Yeah. That's an admission I like of – I don't think that – People are making a, a bigger deal about this workout than it wasn't what it a guarantee to, to get back into yeah, the league. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what people a, wanted it to be. Like and I think I think it would have been it would have been better for him like if this all went went smoothly, but it was all it was all a shit show from the beginning. From the beginning. Right? Like it was all these different uh sources and Rock Nation puts a <laughs> statement out, they retract the statement. Let's you talk got, about Jay Z real quick. <laughs> what man, I don't know. I right, look. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I just know that for for Rock Nation and for for Jay Z and for Rock Nation to get in bed with the NFL without figuring out this Kaepernick thing. Yes, I think in the long run, I I don't, I don't think they they underestimated the blowback. Yeah, like clearly, because now whether he's attached to the workout or not. The fact that he's in bed with them, it just makes them look crazy, man. Now you have Rock Nation artist <laughs> J. Cole. Like, you have Rock Nation artists speaking out against what even the NFL... Re- isn't Rihanna Rock Nation? So I don't yeah, want to say... Yeah, Like, because she, she, she was fun. even saying that she wouldn't do the halftime yeah. show. So it's like, I think Jay-Z's put him in a situation that he didn't anticipate. And I think he's put him in a situation that maybe he thought that getting capped the workout, like, because there's been rumors they denied it, yeah. that he helped get the workout. I... Which was common which, sense says that he had uh, you would you would think he would be involved. I don't know. We don't know. But then there's a thing too with the CBA coming up. Yeah. And also feels like maybe in the uh, like look, I'm just speaking just just as this is just what I'm I'm thinking about what, what conspiracy what, theory? Are we yeah, get, we got one? It's Let's a talk conspiracy about it. Theory. Let's talk about it. Where it's like the CBA is coming up mm-hmm. and maybe in the uh the collusion settlement they had like a certain date where he had to have a workout. But they, when they said it wasn't part of the settlement but the way that the Who way knows? that it all went down was it came out of nowhere. Yeah, it so it's like they're like we're rushing to get this thing done. Yeah. So it's like the Saturday thing already was a red flag because everybody's traveling. 
during the weekend, even though they had representatives from, you know, 20-something teams. You know, <coughs> my, my big thing with Cap doing his own workout, and I agree that if he thought the waiver wasn't right, that he shouldn't do it. And if he thought that he, that, that he didn't trust the NFL to really do right by him, I get it. It's a shame that there were 24 teams there and he only worked out in front of eight. Eight, six to eight. It's been unconfirmed. So that's a real shame but that, to, that he, he didn't get to work out in front of everybody. The way I look at it, though, um, I mean, he probably could have changed some people's minds, but I feel like the six to eight teams that were there were probably the serious ones. It's interesting that some of the – like the Chiefs were there. They obviously are good at with Mahomes, well, but maybe because Mahomes just got he, hurt. Maybe they're not good with their they backup. And they have similar styles, right? Yeah, like yeah. this is the era where he, he should be flourishing in this era. He should be playing, yes. You know, he, yeah. he should have been playing three years ago. That's the thing why this workout to me was like a shame. It's like, bro, like – why you are you making it out to be like, oh, if he does this workout that he's in, he should have been in the you, league. You don't anyway. need this workout to convince you that Colin Ka- Kaepernick should be. So playing I feel right like now. it was a it was a PR stunt from jump, and he he twisted it and made it into his own PR stunt. Yeah, because there was a PR stunt from the beginning. For whatever reason, and I'm not trying to blame Kaepernick's side for doing it, but both sides turned it into more than it originally probably was. But both sides probably had ulterior motives from the yeah, jump. Exactly. And, like, so what What can you really do with, like, it was never going to be a normal thing. It's a real shame. And the worst part is none of this helped him probably get back into the league. No, and and the, the thing, too, with the workout is he streamed a lot. Like, <laughs> the, the teams that didn't make it, they could watch it, too, at the same time, you know? Yeah. I, would, so, I would Yeah, I would say this. It's like I, I think in the grand scheme of things, all that went down Saturday in the aftermath – there are definitely no real winners now. No, nobody won. Yeah, everyone. You know, you can side on which side you want to come down on, and that we can. That's a much deeper conversation for reasons that you would do that. But I think both sides, there, especially the NFL side, handle things horribly. And in the grand scheme of but things, does, does the NFL care if they didn't win? They don't care. They honestly don't well, care. No, if Colin Kaepernick's on the league. Yeah, for from real. The, from the right? NFL's perspective and the owners' perspective, they continue to win by not having him in the league. Um, be, I, know, I don't know if I would call that a win. Uh, to a degree, because why you don't want that distraction. If the NFL is all about not having distractions, the biggest distraction ever they had is a go, player is, beat another player with a helmet on but Thursday. The, look, yeah, I that, yeah, this but, my this one thing. My, my bad, Adam, to cut you off. It's just it's just hypocritical, right? Because it's they, all, yes. they don't leave they they leave him out of the they they they've been blocking him from from playing. But if someone is, has a domestic violence charge. They're suspended for a couple games and they're right back on the field. So it's like four games. And what, you're back. Like what's more serious? Like they don't, they obviously don't care about the plight of the black men in America. Like that's that's where I go back to with the Miles Garrett thing. Um, and look at the language. The, mor- the, the moral high ground. The, it was the, like he should be prosecuted. Lock him up. It's like come on, bro. The moral. And he high- doesn't even have that 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 background. Exactly. Like it's not like it was Vontez Burfick. This is the same game where. A dude used his body as a missile, and a, you had to carry a guy off the field, his ear bleeding. That's what we said, yeah. Come on, man. My thing is, like, this ties back to that in a way that people love to draw their line on the moral high ground of the NFL when you should look at it as, hey, the NFL is not – it's pretty – it's a brutal sport. They rarely do the right thing by a lot of their players, and you have to accept that. And either you're a fan and you watch and you accept that – and that's kind of what I do. I, I personally, like, I understand that it's fucked up. It's a fucked up game. They do fucked up things. And it sucks. I still watch because I'm still a fan of, of football. It's, it's the way it is. And you know what? Some people have decided not to watch football, and that's fine. Like, no, everybody can do what they want to do. Colin Kaepernick should absolutely be in the league. Saturday didn't sway anything either way because it wasn't a real thing. I'm not with that. Oh, if, like, what Eric Reed. Yeah. They're saying, why are you you complain so much about the NFL? Why are you still yeah. in the NFL? It's like, okay, He's like, getting you're, money. you're upset about America. Like, why are you still living in America? It's like, exactly. you want to make things better for the people, the next generation. Exactly. I thought, I thought to your point earlier, Chops, about, you know, the moral high ground here. Um, <laughs> the, the NFL is incredibly tough to take when they take these moral stances. Um, and, you know, another example of this Saturday, how, you know, just they, they never seem to handle anything correctly. Like no, it's the track record, the past interference everything, they, everything. Uh, Again, no. we can go exactly. We can go into started. a million tangents right now, but the NFL, <laughs> the NFL can't handle anything correctly. You know, this you know is why example. they don't care. You know why they don't care? 
because people still fucking watch every week. It's they break point, yeah. records every single week with TV ratings. It's like the Knicks. It's the Knicks. It's well, like the, the NBA Knicks. ratings, I just saw, NBA ratings are down. They, seven straight primetime games haven't cracked yeah. a million people But they watching. haven't been prime games, though. Like, it's not like that's, been... that's fine. But the thing about the NFL, they continue to fuck up, and everybody continues to watch. People just are drawn to the drama. People want to say, I hate that pass interference rule, rather than saying, you know what, I'm not going to watch because of that pass interference rule. You know? People would rather say so-and-so. And so it, it does come back to the moral high ground thing. Uh, we talked about the Miles Garrett thing. It kind of comes into play with the Kaepernick thing. Point being, Colin Kaepernick should not be out of the NFL. He proved that. He can still throw. But even so, it, like, I will understand people people saying that he shouldn't be in the league if, let's say, like, the fucking 10 other trash backup quarterbacks that are in the league now. Like, I can't even name them. Hoyer, yeah. fucking Colt McCoy started games this year. Yeah, it's fucking it's like, mild. come on, dog. Yeah, uh, this, this obviously isn't a topic that's going to go away. Um, I mean, we'll see if if Cap gets signed. I would love for him to to do so. It'd be great to have him back in the league. Uh, we kind of want to wrap up today with our degenerate weekly segment, which is where me and Adam get our real gambling heads on. Angel does gamble a little bit too. He had a bad. Oh, oh man! So uh, <laughs> I had a four. Adam, get this. I had a fourteen parlay fan, on Fanduel. Um, I don't got to deal with, you know. That legal betting in yeah, Jersey. you know what I mean? I don't, I don't got to <laughs> go into like a bodega or barbershop anymore. We might need and, to. And hit we, big and, and wonder whether I'm going to get my money or not. We, we might need mean? to bleep out FanDuel until they sponsor <laughs> the pod. Come, we sponsor could bleep the them pod. Out. But it's a legal, a legal gambling yeah. uh, app. Quick, quickly, you had a 14 parlay. I had a 14 parlay. I could have cashed out after three. But I got greedy because I had the the Eagles beating the Patriots, and I just uh, from ten dollars I could have won four hundred bucks. That's a that's a tough one. And I I, I had a two I had a one hundred ninety dollar cash out, and I was like after I picked the Jets, the Falcons, and Bills the spread. Falcons is a good and I was a like, good money line. I was right? like you know what I was like I was like I, I think that I had a good feeling about the Eagles, and it's a trash game. Trash game. Uh, but, yeah, so this general Weekly kind of segment is us giving our picks, kind of like what we're liking for the upcoming weekend. Uh, hopefully down the road we'll be able to do a whole separate little mini show uh, with more picks. You know, that's something that we want to do and we kind of want to bring to you guys from the load management perspective. But, uh, Adam, give me uh, give me one NFL game you really keyed on this week. Well, do you want to talk about the premier game of the week or do you want to just talk about anything that really sticks out right now? What's the premier game of the week? Well, the premier game of the week I think would have to be the Packers 49ers. Yeah, 49ers are frauds. Do you, did you know that? Uh, no, that's your opinion, but that's an interesting My take. My correct but opinion. I would say this. I mean, for looking at the— ro- Pick a look- game, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to give you one stat real quick and tell you why I'm going that way. I think, again, in my opinion, the game of the week, which is the Sunday night game— or No, it's, I'm sorry, the Fox afternoon game. No, on, it got uh, flexed to Sunday. Pay attention to your news feed, buddy. Uh, all right, so what they have here on the Action Network is incorrect. They haven't changed that the time. You're right. Yeah. Sunday night game between the Packers and the 49ers, which they did promo last night. I should remember that. Uh, right now, currently, the Packers are three-point dogs, and I'm going to tell you why I'm taking the Packers right now, leaning that way. Because they're um, the better team, duh. Because, one, you can make that case. And number two, also, underdogs and road teams this year have been highly successful. Underdogs against the spread this season are hitting at a 57% clip, and the road teams against the spread are hitting also at a 57% clip. So those are both notable, interesting, and obviously profitable. So, therefore, I'm going to take the three points, and I'm going to back the Packers on Sunday night against the 49ers. Uh, that sounds good, buddy. That's an interesting bet. Um, kind of looking through it. Usually, I go through my uh, my research on Thursdays. Um, you don't do any research. I do a ton of research. You do buddy. zero research. If you read the column that we put out every single Thursday, you do zero fucking research. And it's a, it's and about filling. And who's out? Who's out here still winning Is money, buddy? Filling? Yeah. Who has an, uh, Who has a record above five hundred? I do. You don't. Who, who cashed in one twenty this week, baby? One twenty on what? Yeah. I just, oh, yeah. I'll win. Congrats, pal, on so that. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yes, so he's, he's a gambler. He's just <laughs> not a big gambler. Oh, yeah, my God. I mean, I respect the hustle, but at the same time, yeah, like, look, like at Adam, you, Adam look at your ATS. Look at your ATS record, pal. Uh, okay? You the know proof, what game? The proof is in the pudding. You know what one is immediately just jumping off that I like? Let me see if I can guess. It Denver, probably has. Uh, I, just, I just gave it away. Well, you gave it away, so go ahead. Denver plus five and a half at Buffalo. Buffalo is a fraudulent team. And anytime they play somebody good, it's very close. I think five and a half is a lot. Josh Allen is a fraud. I cannot back that pick currently, but you know you Josh can Allen you can die in that hill. 
Josh Allen gave me 33 points okay. yesterday. Well, I, we, I'd love but if we all point. get to watch the Dolphins. I was actually yeah, surprised, though, you didn't pick I mean, your Browns minus 10.5 against the Dolphins. That's, Bron- that's Bron- too much. Broncos blew a 20-point lead. They did. They did. Uh, yeah, so that's our picks for the week, Degenerate Weekly. We'll see how those kind of go. Obviously, as Adam said, we have a weekly betting column that comes out every Thursday morning where we each give you three picks. Adam has been on a roll. I think I beat him yesterday, though. Yeah, I, had, I, I was 6-0 against the spread the last two weeks, but came down to earth and had an 0-3 yeah, week. Yeah, that's so. called the past, buddy. We're focused on the future. It happens. Uh, we want to thank Angel for joining us. Angel? Yeah, and no, I we'll just want to sign off with if Carmelo Anthony could play in the NBA, then Colin Kaepernick could play in the NFL. There we go. Well put. Uh, from, from, his, from his mouth to your ears, uh, Angel Diaz always bringing that realness. Uh, I'm Chops. Adam is in LA. This was the first episode of the Load Management Podcast from Complex Sports. Uh, we will be here weekly. As we said before, Alan Iverson on the next episode. It's a great episode. We filmed it at Complex Con. I can't wait for you guys to hear that one. A lot of great takes. He yells at Adam. <laughs> yeah, Adam, yeah. Get, Adam he did not yell on. at me. We just we had a we yeah. Had it wasn't as debates. bad as a, as people made it out to be, but you got dunked on. Yeah, bit. he dunked on you. Uh, it's it's a great thing. I can't wait till that comes out. That's all right. Legends can be wrong. It's okay. Yeah. All right. He wasn't wrong. You were wrong. So that's coming next week. A lot more. You know, big guests on the way. A lot more topics. All that kind of stuff. Thank you for rocking with us. Till next week. I'm Chops. That's Adam. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Peace. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.